In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. It increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the sacrament. Amen. When it comes to our first reading from the book of Joshua, we can break down the book into three parts. The first part details how the Israelites entered and took over the Promised Land after being in the desert. The second part of Joshua describes how the land was orderly divided. And then the third part is where our first reading falls. A ceremony of covenant renewal takes place. In the very first line of the passage, we're told that Joshua convokes the ceremony at Shechem. And this is a detail that shouldn't be overlooked. You see, Shechem is the same place where, in Genesis chapter 12, Abraham first heard the Lord God say, To your descendants I will give this land, speaking about the promised land. And so he built an altar there. But that's not the only time Shechem makes an appearance. In chapter 35 of Genesis, Jacob, the son of Isaac, instructs his entire household to get rid of their foreign gods. When they give him all these idols of foreign gods, Jacob buries them under the oak tree that is near Shechem. So here, the setting of Shechem is very important because it reminds us, one, of when God told Abraham that he would give him the promised land, and two, of when Jacob told everyone in his household to get rid of their idols. All of this background, then, helps to put Joshua's words in better perspective. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Our second reading might just be one of the most hotly contested passages in the entire Bible. It's from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. It most famously says, Wives should be subordinate to their husbands as to the Lord. And simply hearing this sentence without the context surrounding it could certainly make one cringe. But what St. Paul is doing here in the full passage is giving a household code, which was a common rhetorical instrument at the time. In other words, this household code would seek to provide instructions for each member of a family. From husbands and wives to children and slaves, they were sort of an all-encompassing rulebook for families. Now, much is made about the word subordinate here in this passage, which more literally means something like to voluntarily place oneself or arrange under. St. Paul has in mind that wives willingly humble themselves before their husbands, a laudable virtue we can all agree upon. Yet reading further into this passage, one discovers that St. Paul's rules given to the husbands are actually substantially more difficult than the call to humility he offers to wives. You see, the husbands receive an extraordinary standard to live up to. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and handed himself over for her to sanctify her. What's St. Paul saying? That husbands should love their wives just like Jesus did, by laying down their lives in sacrifice for their wives. This is incredibly radical for St. Paul's day. While societal norms dictated that wives were expected to place themselves at the service of their husbands, here St. Paul is saying, too, that husbands should sacrifice and place themselves at the service of their wives, just like Christ did. It's a tall order. This passage also plays upon imagery relating to a marriage. In verse 26, St. Paul says that Christ has cleansed the church by the bath of water with the word. In Jewish culture, a bride was bathed with fragrant oils on or near her wedding day so that she could be as clean and beautiful as possible. By this, St. Paul is saying that Christ is the one who bathes his bride by cleansing water. And this is especially unique, since the groom would never be the one to provide this bath, since the female servants and family members would do so. As we come to the end of our excerpts from John's famous sixth chapter, I really don't have much to offer here. 
Jesus has been rejected by many of his followers for his hard saying about eating the flesh of the Son of Man and drinking his blood. But in what follows, St. Peter makes a bold confession about Jesus, saying that they have become convinced that he is the Holy One of God. And many scholars see this confession as John's parallel to Matthew's account of when Jesus asks his followers, Who do you say that I am? There, Peter makes a confession of faith. You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year B. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.